This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Cowboys Podcast. Dallas Cowboys trying to rally from behind. It's Hill! Touchdown! Big opening for Tony Dorsett. Look out! He's got great speed. Dorsett down the sideline. Stays inbound. Can you believe that? That was a heck of a throw by Troy Aikman. Everyone had to do it. Someone had to call it. But the other guys had to make it go. It's Elliott. Elliott! For the touchdown, no flags, Cowboys lead. Des Bryant out of the witness protection program and, and trying for the end zone. How about them Cowboys? Touchdown, Dallas. Now your host, Jono, Steve-O, and Rodney. What the, the Cowboys! Cowboy Nation, great to have you on board this Thursday morning, and I got my man Steve-O next to me. Steve-O, how the hell are you, babe? Uh, you know what? I just got done eating lunch. I'm feeling pretty good. You, uh, you, you just watched me manhandle a gyro, which brings me to my first topic. Is it gyro, gyro, gyro? I think it's gyro. Gyro, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so here's the deal. So I go into this joint today to, to order it, and... Um, you know they got they got hero sandwiches too, right? Hey, so you got the ones mixed up, hero and Jiro. Yeah, hero and Jiro, right? <laughs> Euro. Or hero and, and hero. <laughs> so I, you know, I look like that ass clown because I went in there and I go, I'll take one of them dare gyros. <laughs> well, you know it, what? It's separation. It's sep- the- and that was purely it. Um, in my in my best Dallas Cowboy draw, my Tech Shram draw. <laughs> I said go. I want one of them dare gyros and if you could give me some extra of that shazing sauce on the side i would be much obliged what kind of sauce was that shazing shazing so yeah yeah so i i'm happy like my belly's full i got my coca-cola in front of me right um it, yeah it's we don't have rodney with us. we don't have rodney which is a little disappointing since you know we were for those of folks that don't know we're cutting this at one o'clock on thursday afternoon mm-hmm. so you know, we are going to do it at two, and, and and with Rodney and I, we both have what I would call out there in the real world a real job. I mean, Jono's employed by Lineup Media here and does multiple things here, but he's here at the studio every day, all day long. Mm-hmm. So as long as there's a studio open, we still got a time slot it, right. but you know, with a little bit of flexibility. Right. So all of a sudden, you know. I'm not on every show, just it's a little busy in the mortgage world right now, and Rodney does insurance, a little busy for him. So we don't get in here. But he says today when we text, how's 2 o'clock look? He goes, well, I got to coach, like, what does he say, basketball? Like fifth grade basketball or something at 3. He coaches basketball? I, I don't know. Hmm. But, but hey, did you find that mortgage, odd? Speaking of the mortgage, did you guys hear about uh, David Irving? David Irving. Uh, he was served eviction notice. They finally got rid of him because he hasn't paid, and it's like a $400,000 rental home. And they tried three times to serve him, and he, he didn't show up. He wasn't there, or he just was low profile in the place. And they finally served him. Come on, man. You're an athlete. You're making tons of money. You, you should. I mean, you should have that. There's a backstory in there, I'm sure, somewhere. Yeah, from his side, but you yeah. know what? I've been a landlord. Yes, I'm yeah. telling you right now, I it pisses me to no stop 
when they don't respond to anything, you you go to their house or go to my house and or the duplex and no one's there to and you know what? He was served. Uh DL owes five thousand nine hundred dollars in his rent and alleges Irving refused to leave the residence. Oh, so he's still living there. No, at the time. They, okay. they just finally served him though. And we need this guy too. I, I don't know what the hell's going on now. He was uh he was okay to play uh, last week. I, I, I don't know. what you know any info on that? I, I, I don't know. I, I know he was cleared and, um, from all intents and purposes, healthy scratch. But uh, just trying to get caught up on things as of now. I know he's at practice. So, uh, Steve, um, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know anything that's going on with our boys anymore. There's nothing locked into where you say, wow, that, that, that we, we have this covered the only thing I see right now is our offensive line and our linebackers. Everything else, to me, man, is uh, up in the air. I mean, there's nothing out there that's solidified as you can say, all right, this is my Dallas Cowboy team. I'll put these guys on one bus. I'll put this guy. I, I mean, I'm not confident about my Cowboys like I used to be. I got to tell you. Well, and here's and I would probably suggest that all of a sudden we thought we were taking a turn towards the better. I swear to God, I did a couple years ago. Um, Just last week, I, I and, really thought you, that right, and then all of a sudden you're back to you know we and 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 John, you and I live with you know our emotions on our sleeve here, and it's frustrating when now you're staring at the season. You're like, it, it's going to be a wasted season. I don't see it. You know, the only thing I can say to that, Steve-O, is that our conference right now, the NFC East, there's not one team that really wants to stand out. But how long are we going to go on that premises that not, not one team wants to stand out? There will be a separation here sooner or later. I just want us to be a part of that. And the way I'm seeing it, it's just not clicking with Dak. It's just not clicking with Dak. I mean, I, I don't know. We had Troy Aikman come on, and, and he said – Hey, you know what? He's not accurate. He's not finding it. He doesn't throw our receivers open. He, ha- I mean, it's it's like he's playing high school wide receiver open or college wide receiver open, where those guys got to be open. The pros is the, the NFL isn't like that. The NFL, when a guy is covered, you have to throw him open. You have to throw the ball in a tight little window. There's not a whole lot of room for air. And that's just that's the fact of the NFL that we live in because every defensive back is an all American, is an uh, you know uh, that's come on man these but guys Steve, are good. I gotta ask you this. Though. I gotta ask you if that's the deal. Then what the hell made him so successful that one year, that first year? It's like it's completely U turn. I I don't know. Do you see what I'm talking about on there? I mean, he fooled us all. He made Romo retire. Romo said, "You know what? I see you guys are in good hands. I'm done. I'm done. You guys, you guys take it over from here. I'm okay with it." Yeah, um, I, I wish I, I. I'm not an analyst, right? I, I haven't. I, I don't go yeah, out there and. and, and but I, from a though. fan's perspective, he's not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback in the role that we have him in, okay? He is not that one-minute or 45-second type of quarterback to get down there and get the job done. Right. So, and we were talking about this a little bit in the pre-show. I think 
he is going to be your game manager. He's going to have moments of brilliance, uh, not unlike, you know, the, the Alex Smiths of the world out there. You know, Alex Smith, even though number one draft pick, highly touted, has always been known as a game manager. And I think that's what Dak is going to be. He's going to be a game manager. And if he can improve on some of these throws, great. But I think what they want to do is they want to rely on the load going with Zeke and our defense to stop the opponent. Here's the problem. Our defense can't get to a mobile quarterback. And if you look at it, week one, Cam Newton, loss. Week two, the Statue of Liberty, Eli Manning, (laughs) and just beat the shit out of him, right? Right. Seattle, mobile. Mobile. Loss. Stafford, he's an in-betweener because he used to be a lot more mobile. Right. He isn't as much anymore. That's great And you pull out a win. Right. How many times were we close last week to Deshaun Watson? Very close. Very close. Yeah. Mobile. Scatter a little bit move out through the pocket, move in the pocket. We did not get to him enough. Now, here's the deal. You're going to Jacksonville, or Jacksonville's coming to you, really. Jacksonville's coming into town. Blake Bortles. I would probably liken him to more of a Matthew Stafford type. Right. He has some mobility, but he's not what we would call a mobile quarterback. Okay? He has that ability. And they have no backfield either right now. Right. They have no backfield. So – If you can get to him, I think we're going to have success. If you can't get to him and he eludes that pass rush and escapes a little bit, I think we're in for another loss. I don't see us moving the ball against this Jacksonville defense unless you're going to have field position position and you got to have some plays where Dak gets outside the pocket and makes some stuff happen with his legs. They are going to put – did you count how many times they had – Nine guys in the box with Houston. Nine guys in the box. Yeah, They don't respect our receivers. They don't respect Dak Prescott's arm and accuracy to beat them. Now he has, listen, he threw a great pass to Zeke, had a great call, you know, the week before to set up the uh, field goal for against uh, Detroit. He had a great, great play call for Alan Hearns uh, for the touchdown. Um those things are all fine and dandy. He's finding Swaim a little bit more. Rico Gathers got into I it a little bit. Travis brought it up best on the last show. Uh, are we making Swain our number one receiver now? I mean, what's going on here? I we can't we can't do go there. No offense to Swain, but uh, I'd love to see you as the last option on the passing game. I'd love to get Beasley. More involved, and now we we threw Beasley out. Uh, he he got lost in the Bermuda Triangle out there. We don't have any ones. We don't have any twos. We got a handful of threes out there. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and we that's do. the and then and then you're going to look at Dak and you're going to say, oh, it's Dak's problem. Well, I wait though. No, I, no, I, no, I, no, I, I got to disagree. No, on no, this, I'm, I I get that, but Steve, oh, he's not. He's you're not right. Finding these no, guys. No, you're right. He had a, uh, there were times uh, that offensive line held them for four or five seconds, and they, they made a nice little shell around him. That offensive line, God bless them, man, knock on wood, they worked their ass off. Right. And I did not see – you would have some I separation. agree with you, but would you have more separation if you had a number one guy out there? 
Okay, I, I get what you're saying. And did I you really see do. Dez has been tweeting, look at all my workouts, look at all my workouts. He's wow. out there pumping the social media. Right. Well, on this last show, too, uh, I don't know why, but Jerry Jones came out and said that we haven't had a number one wideout in years. Why did he take a shot at Dez like that? I mean, does he want Dez to just shut up and go away? Because Dez still has a cowboy following. Dez still is like, hey, we we need Dez back. What receiver right now do we have that's uh, that's demanding any attention? None of them, none of them. And to to, to all fairness to our receiver, I I just don't see the ball getting to him. Beasley was open a couple times. No, forget about it. He's not going to get the ball when uh, Dax on. On this whole uh, running around like a chicken without a head, he's not like any uh, quarterbacks we've had in the past. Where like like yeah, you've seen Romo when he did that, there was trouble coming for the defense because someone would be vulnerable on that defensive and, back. And you could, I could see Romo now. I could see Rogers doing. It. I can see all these guys that do that scrambling, uh, uh, Rottlesberger, where they start pointing down the field like, "Hey, get over, Taylor, to the fire hydrant. I, I, I'm going to yeah. hit you over by the fire hydrant." Exactly. You know, see that old uh, the old Hyundai. Right. I'm uh, right there. No, you're right. That that's when, when he's out of that pocket. And he's made a little little bit of a, a breakaway. I I would like to see him throw it. Look at our quarterback for Kansas City. He thrives on that. When he's out of that pocket, he is dangerous, man. He he'll find a receiver and he'll throw it in, he'll throw a laser in that little pocket. I just don't know. I, I just don't know. I, I just you know, uh and Garrett, what the hell's Garrett doing? Well, what, what's he what's he doing in that last game? The, the moron called a timeout in overtime. His the, the last timeout. Wouldn't you use that to ice the kick? It's like he's gonna get the ball back or something. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, and, and I know our text feed was going there, and I don't know. I don't know. Yes, looking back on it, at first when he called it, you're like, oh, okay, I get it, and then you look and you go, whoa. Yeah, maybe we should ice the kicker. But at that he thought he was going to get the ball back. Right. And then that fourth down and one on on their 42. Mind you, everyone's talking about our defense playing so damn good. Our defense did not play all that good because I'll tell you what, they were inside our red zone like 15 times in that game, all right? So my point is, we didn't need them being in our red zone. That that was to save a touchdown. Now we're trying to save a field goal. Well, that was automatic for Houston. They were driving every every play that they were. They were across our mid mid midfield. Right. Yeah. And when Here's, I said fifteen, I didn't mean fifteen. I in the first half, it was one out of six times they were in in the red zone, and uh, we stopped them. From a touchdown. But, again, they kicked a field goal. We were not having success getting them off the field, that's for sure. And, once again, here here's, here's the whole problem with fourth and one at their 42. The game wasn't slow enough for Jason Garrett. It didn't slow down enough for him to look at it and say, we got to go for it. He was prob- – he w- for whatever reason – you know how they say athletes, coaches, 
they got to be you know three steps ahead of everybody. They got the game has to slow down for them. It didn't happen. I think he got, just got caught up in the moment. You know, that's something. Yeah, maybe you do when the the situation's a little bit different. But what, what if you take, are you given though to that offense line? And you know what? I covered this. Sorry, folks, if you're hearing the same uh, show as it was on Tuesday. But this is something that needs to be talked about. And what message are you giving to the offensive line and Zeke when when you're not going for it on fourth and one on their 42? And, you know, some people out there will say, well, Jono, well, what message are you giving? You know, shouldn't you be sending your message to the defense by kicking it down there and letting them pin them back? Okay, well, if you love your defense so much, then if you turn it over on downs, they better be able to hold them for 20 yards. Right. What? Which? Who are you showing confidence in right. right there? Yes. After the fact, okay, the Monday morning quarterback on the whole thing, he should have gone for it. In the heat of the moment, I mean, I could see it both ways, but it's hard. Well, I, to, I know, but it's, that on overtime. I, it's hard to go back because I don't think you can be unbiased about it because you know we lost. And you go, well, shit, I, if we I, were going to lose, we might as well have lost it doing I, our way. I swear to God, though, I'm telling you, this as every fan's perspective out there, everyone said, what are we doing? I don't think so. I, I, think, I, I, really I, think, think so. I think everybody said, what are we doing, including Jerry Jones, when we lost. And they look back at the one play and they said, oh, my God, there it is. Right? Did we that ball go in the end zone, by the way, on that punt? Which one? That punt on fourth and one. Oh. Um, if you're telling me I, we netted 20 yards for yeah. all that, that's yeah, horseshit. I believe I, I'd have to look at it again. I can't recall. It's not like we pinned them back on their five- or six-yard line either. All right? My, right. my point is, my point is, if you are – so much respecting your defense, then you would have said, okay, four, four, we're on their 42. I don't care. Let's try it. Let's go for it. My defense can hold them. You basically gave up the ball for 20 or 30 yards, and you're, you're saying that that's, that's, that was the answer. And I, I don't get it, man. I really don't. And I know what you're saying no, after and, and, when and, the smoke cleared. But right. no, I'm fourth and one. We talked about this last year on the show. Every time it's third down and one, you could bet your ass that we're going to get that one yard from Zeke. He's a violent runner. He's going to get you that one yard. He's not going to stop. And did that – I forget what the linebackers – or I guess it wasn't even a linebacker. I think it was a safety. Uh, whoever cut through and just – I mean, just timed it perfectly and knocked Zeke down when it was third and one for no gain, mm-hmm. does that play into it? They're like, oh, well, crap. How are we going to stop these? I don't know what went into it. All I know is, yes, come Monday night, or Monday morning, that was the wrong call. I know that for a fact. And Garrett's taking a shit ton of heat for it from the above. But getting back to our original conversation, Jono, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones don't get the skate by. They're as culpable as anybody for this team. They want to be that involved? Well, guess what? Go out there and bring in the players. Go out there, and, and you just can't. This is the NFL, folks. You can't keep rebuilding because in two years, you're going to have to pay big money to some of these guys that you drafted that are your studs. Your window is not that long. So if you want to keep your Ezekiel Elliott's, 
your Dak Prescotts, your you know your all your defensive line guys, your Vanderpump rules, you know Jalen Smith. You want to keep all your studs? You better win quick. Yeah, it, you can't rebuild. You can't keep building in the right. NFL. They'll leave. Exactly. Especially with the Chicago Bears contracts out there. They're giving right. hundreds of millions of dollars. Now I got to match that with Lawrence down the line, too. It's not going to happen. It's not. We, we can't hang on to these guys. Right. And I would expect that a team like the Bears, if they are, if, you know, Green Bay continues to struggle um, and not look as good as they have in years past, Trubisky keeps playing as well as he has in the first couple of games here, and their defense to be as, as studly as they are, they might make another move for the you know trade deadline, bring in another piece or two that can put them on a run to well, compete. You say that, but the hell, they should have went out and got Thomas on that before this even happened with Thomas snapping his leg. I think Heath is to me worthless. I, I I'm not satisfied with that guy at all. On a one-on-one tackle, you'll see his shoes fly off like, uh, like that. What's that guy? Daisy, on that show. Uh, he'd run out Dak and Daisy, whatever the hell it was. Uh, he'd run over the mailman and mailman's feet would pop. I'm telling you, every time I see this guy, he's getting out juked. I mean, he just cannot make. And that one big play for 40 yards or something like that. He's standing right in front of Watson right there. Yeah, that's a bad, uh, bad like, read. Go, go, go get him. Go get him. The guy, sta- he's standing there watching him for the love of God. He is not a linebacker. They had him as a linebacker role right there in some sort of old-time cowboy flex defense. I'm telling you right now, I like my linebackers. I like my linebackers. I like Smith. I, I like the, this Ash kid, too. By the way, folks, I got an Ash jersey signed. And we need Vanderpump. Yeah, I do. I got a signed Esh jersey, Vander Esh, Vander Esh jersey signed, and that I'm I will be giving away on the show when we put up a a night show. I will give it away, and we will find a a winner for that. Is the winner me? No, it's the winner, not you. God dang! I tell you what, you take care of our people. I do. I, I there, we got to be the only damn cowboy podcast show that gives shit away because there's other cowboy shows out there that are so pro. I think they're paid for by the Dallas Cowboys. So what what we have is a puppet type of uh, uh, podcast show to where they can't really say what the hell they want to say, or if they're saying what they want to say, they got to be blind as hell because we are a fan's perspective, and we're giving it right from what you guys are thinking too. This you is think, what it's all about. You think Jerry and Steven listen to us? I don't know. I don't Probably. know. Probably. I'm sure they have someone, someone that listens to us. Probably. And uh, you know what? We're not happy, folks. Like I said on the last show, this is a company. This is a company, and when you see a company doing bad in certain departments, you go to that supervisor, you give them a warning. You say, hey, we need to do this or we need to do that. We need to get this department off its ground here. And if that supervisor can't do it still, you fire that supervisor. Now, we, Cowboy fans out there, we are the shareholders. We love our Cowboys. We spend money for our Cowboys. We buy the Vander Esch jerseys signed just so we can we can look good and we can be proud of our Cowboys. Now, if the shareholders out there are not happy 
with the company and we're expressing ourselves, that doesn't make us bad people. That doesn't make us bad people. I said this on Tuesday's show, and I am sick and tired of seeing people on Facebook saying, well, you know what, uh, you ride with us when we win, you, uh, you, you ride with us when we lose, I don't care, I'm a big cowboy fan, win or lose. That's not the way yeah. shit goes. I'm in the car, but if you're going to take the goddamn wrong way to get to our destination, I'll be a backseat driver. Perfect. Perfect, yeah. My son, which I'm teaching how to drive, doesn't know the shortcut to his friend's house. Mm-hmm. And I yell at him. I go, are you kidding me? Why didn't you take a left there? It's a shortcut. Uh-huh. He goes, well, I like this way. I go, I don't care if you like that way. Get to this destination quicker. Jerry and Steven, get us to a Super Bowl championship quicker. That's what I want it. I want a a championship. Bro, it's not going to happen if they just don't give a shit. I mean, they they act like they give a shit. I'll say that. But when the the crowds, the masses are saying, sign this guy, sign this guy, or sign that guy, and it's totally ignored. You, you're seeing a lot of stuff in the draft, players that are going ignored. You, you picked up a tight end from Stanford. I don't know where the hell that kid is in third, fourth round. Our, third, our fourth round the year before, we picked up that kid uh, from um, what, North Carolina. Now he's at Pittsburgh. He went through two teams. Yeah. I, I mean, come on, man. There's got to be some moment where you kick back and listen to the fans and go, hey, they're right. We need this. We need that. So what's the solution? A better general manager? I would think so. Somebody with football direction? That's not going to happen because he's already said, if I relinquish this team to someone, it's going to be to my son. It's not going to be ever an outsider that comes in. I mean, he's chased away some big generals out of here. Johnson was a goddamn great general. Jimmy knew his shit, man. I mean, Jimmy was there. Jimmy knew the process, the chemistry to get us there. And he he threw him out. Then I said, okay, he's finally wised up, and now he's got Bill Parcell. Bill Parcell's not the type of guy that's going to be pushed around. It's Bill Parcell's way. And you know what? Bill Parcell said, I've had enough. i got to leave here too. It's not ever going to be. Someone from the outside coming in and saying, "This is what we. This is our structure," and you are. It's like you got something else brewing here. It's not working out. It's not working out. You you make your you make. I think you're in La La Land when you you compared our Cowboys to the Los Angeles Rams. How the hell can you do that? The Los Angeles Rams are far, far from our Dallas Cowboys. Yes, a superior product in a short period of time. Yeah. A very short period well, of time. Well, one could argue, well, you know what? They've had the two number one picks. They they went and got a, themselves a quarterback, and they went and got themselves that running back. Uh, but you know what? They did what they had to do and get those two. Yep. I think we would have screwed that shit up if we were in that situation. We are a, a, a more... Uh, how do I say it? More flamboyant type of a Cleveland Browns type of team. We're we're much better than four and twelve or whatever, but we are an eight and eight team every year. We're yeah, seeing we're the Detroit Lions. We're the Detroit Lions. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I never signed up to be the Detroit Lions. I don't want to be the Detroit Lions. I've had I, I, I never want to be Detroit. I seen a Detroit Lion fan in an elevator. I go, can I take a picture? Yeah, I never seen a Detroit Lion fan. There's very few of them. Yeah, because they've been mediocre forever. I don't want to be mediocre anymore, Jono. And then they turn around. I, I got these sites again saying, "Oh, you guys are bandwagon fans." Bandwagon means when you're winning, folks. That's what that's what bandwagon means. There's nothing, nothing beautiful about our Cowboys right now that makes anyone say you're a bandwagon friend. A bandwagon means you're winning and you jump on board. If we're still on board and we're losing. Yeah. We're just bitching about it. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Losing sucks. Oh, I'd man. much rather win. Dude, this is like Groundhog Day because me and Travis covered this so much on Tuesday, but it's the same thing. It's, it's in the news right now. And uh, I don't know. I don't know when this thing gets turned around. I I I'd like to see the Des thing go away. I, I I wish to God he'd get some get on some team so we don't have to deal with Des because you know what, poor Des needs a job. And uh, you're saying get him on board. And now I just want the guy to have a job so we we don't have to hear that out anymore. Okay. Now you're you're the owner. Do you fire Garrett? How can I not fire Garrett? But here's the deal. I like to run the team, though, Steve. And I found a Garrett that's a really a puppet of what I like. So, you know what? I can't really fire him. Okay. I, so, I mean, that that's the truth. That, I, I get it. I get I, it. Where's he going to find a coach that's going to say, yeah, this is the way I like to do things? Oh, you, you don't do that shit here, son. Not, not, in my, not in my Dallas, Texas stadium. Right. I mean, this is my team. Literally, I, they say I'm the owner, GM, and there's something called the coach too. I do that as well. Believe it or not, I'm there too. Yeah, and if he, you, you think he'll have a little uh, uh, text message or phone call going back and forth if it's fourth and one again, he'll be making the call, Jerry. Well, I hope he's got a better call than what Garrett did. I'll tell you what, Mr. <laughs> Clapper really screwed up that one again. I mean, every week something he does something. He throws a stupid red flag out there when a, a monkey could have seen Austin then catch that damn ball. He lands, the ball flops out of his hand. It wasn't even close. And I'm going, don't throw your red flag. Don't don't throw. And there it goes. He flies off the damn thing flying in the air. I'm like, well, what are you doing, Village? Well, that's somebody's lack of knowledge on the catch rule. And I get it. It's changed a bunch. But at the end of the day, I think it was pretty specific on – that was clearly not a catch. Yeah, no kidding. That that one, I mean, everyone's seen it and said, no, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. And then he does it. Uh, and, and, that you know, we could have lost a game on the last minute of this whole thing, too, because Dak, he runs with the ball, and then he steps out of bounds, gives the ball back to them. And I, in regular time, I'm like, use your goddamn head, man. Use your head. Use your head. You don't. You don't, you're not running out of bounds now. You want that time to click if you want this thing to – if we're not going to make it, stay in bounds at least and eat the clock. They have no timeouts left. Right. Okay, let's move on. we got about 15 more minutes of the show. Yeah. Let's get on to the Jacksonville game. So here's Jacksonville. They beat the Patriots 31-20. All right? They lose to the Titans – Nine to six. That was a battle. I watched that game. In 13 innings. Right. 
Um, they beat the crap out of the Jets 31-12. The next week, they get smoked by the Chiefs. Well, here the, the, things have changed around too, Steve-O. This offensive line for Jacksonville is so goddamn banged up. And you know what? I hate to say that again because we heard that same shit when we played Seattle. Uh, hearing how bad Seattle's offensive line is. I forgot the first game, the Giants. They they beat them 20-15. to 15. Right. Uh, so, you know what? Uh, I really think that their offensive line can be exploited. They have no running game. Their four nets out. Their backup's out. I think they just signed uh, Jamal Charles. Yes, they did. To the contract. Uh, but you know what? Uh, he hasn't run the ball in a long time. I really think that th- this offense is – you're looking at a very low-scoring game here, my friend. I don't really see this ball moving at all. I think our defense is going to bend a lot. You're going to see a lot of field goal kicks in this game. If you got a Cowboy kicker or you got a Jacksonville kicker on your team, I think you are looking solid for this week. Yeah, I believe the over/under sitting at forty-one. I swore off. Oh my god, a, forty-one! I swore off a couple weeks ago that I would never bet another under. This is a thirty-four, and I, and I think this is an under game. This is a thirty-four. I swear, this is a thirty-four. I, the forty-one is way too high on this one. Are you crazy? If you folks are out there and you you like to bet a little bit. This 41 sounds outrageously high to me. There's no way in my mind you're going to see a 20 to 18 or 20 to 21 game here. I look at this as much as being like a 17 to 13 game. That's that's a, that's about as much as I go on this, man. Yeah, I I'm I'm with you. I think it's a low-scoring game. Um I want to see them get to Bortles. I I need to see my defensive line get to Bortles. If you're going to have a a chance, if you're going to have a chance to win, you better get to their quarterback. Because, like I said earlier in the show, for those quarterbacks that elude our pass rush, we've had trouble and we haven't won those games. So I I really think we need to get to Bortles. Um, Why can't you though? Because you you got four offensive linemen here that are banged up for four starters. On that Jacksonville line that are banged up, come on, man. I mean, honestly, what what more do you want? If you if you want something uh, for the ripe here, I mean, this is it. This is perfectly for you. Uh, this is the one you take advantage of. I don't know. You they got no running game. They, their offensive line is all banged up. Our offensive line has really stood up now. They they've really and stop running the damn ball outside the tackle. That shit's not working. And all you're doing is killing Zeke. I'm telling you right now. I brought it up on the last show. We do have a situation here where we're gonna have an Earl Campbell or Christian Okoye syndrome to where you're gonna run this guy to the ground to where this guy is not going to be valuable in two years like you're thinking. Which means you're out of that window to win. Right. You're banging the hell out of this guy. He's feeling that I mean, he's such a trooper. He's not He's not, He's not. not letting it known, but he, uh, Zeke's hurting. Zeke doesn't look the same after that. Last last week's game, he was hurting inside. Yeah, his ankle, I think his knee's uh, a little banged up, so he might even have a lower back issue. So, I mean, there's several things wrong with him, but he's getting punished out there. Yeah, and and you know what? For all you folks out there saying, well, we got to keep running the ball, he's not a machine. He's flesh, all right? Even the top 
notch racehorse that's three to five, he's going to wear down, and this horse is wearing down right now. I I really think Zeke needs a little break here. Go 50-50 on the passes and uh, the runs because I'm telling you right now, this guy is taking some abuse. And get Smith involved in the game more in the backfield too. Yeah, have you noticed it looks like he's running a little bit more upright Smith last couple of um, chances he's got. It. Just to me, just an observation. I had it in a note. Um, just upright a little too much and not getting that yardage. Well, let's back it up too. What do, what do you think about outside the tackle box there? I, I don't know I, how the, why the hell we can't make that work, but it's not working. Uh, Smith's been a little bit better outside the tackles than Zeke, I think. Um and, and that might be just the running style. You know, I think Zeke is a little bit more in between those holes and those gaps in there. You know, be patient and go. Um, but and, you know, and that's the only thing I can think of. But when you're seeing a tired back, you're not seeing a fresh back that sees an opening and goes into it. It seems like Zeke right now is is in the one one type of state of mind to where he'll just run into the pile of shit there in front of him. And there were times I seen a big hole onto the left or something, and he just ran right into that pile of crap there. And I'm like, dude, Zeke, come on, you you could have made. But you know what? Again, I think he's just wearing down. I don't know. I I I, well, th- I think uh, this Jacksonville is going to be a low scoring game. And then who the hell knows? Well, Washington right after that, and Washington, they always got a they always got a chip. They're always playing a little tougher. What? Against our Cowboys, so you know what, and then the big buy, which I can't wait to get a buy. Yeah, you got you literally have four games here plus the bye week that you and well, you two, can really well. No, no, what I'm saying is you got two the buy, and then the next two Tennessee, and then at Philly that you need to really win those four games. It's important. That's very important because then all of a sudden you got at Atlanta, which doesn't have much of a defense. No, Atlanta's been exploited this year. They've been exploited. Um, But then, you you know, like we always said in the NFC East, you got to count on splitting conference games, divisional games. You know, I mean, you're going to win one with Philly. You're going to lose one with Philly. You're going to win one with Washington, probably going to lose one with Washington. You never know what the Giants are going to do. They might be good towards the end of the year. I doubt it. But they've given us fits in the past, right? Well, now so, look. I mean, if you look at it, the week ten, you got Philadelphia, who's now going to be a passing team because uh, they just lost their uh, running back. Jay Ajay. Yeah. So Atlanta, traditionally passing team. Washington likes to throw those ten yard passes that our linebackers have a hard, hard time with. Thompson's going to probably have a field day there. If you guys got him on fantasy, don't get rid of him for the uh, the twelfth here or the twelfth game uh, because. Uh, He'll have a field day against our linebackers. Then the nemesis here, Drew Brees, he always opens up on our Cowboys. How not, how nice was that to see the other night? Did you watch that at all? Him break the I, record? I, I I did, but you know what? What was the point? What was the point of leaving him there for the last eight nine minutes of the game and still playing him? I I, I didn't get that. You didn't accomplish anything going down to the uh, two minute, and then you had uh, Bridgewater come in and and just kneel. kneel. On it. I mean. God I damn. think the point was he was going for the 500th touchdown as well. But they kept running it. And then they gave it to that um, Paisley or whatever the kid's name is uh, out of BYU, I think, the the real good athlete. Yeah, gave him on a seven. Yeah, gave it? him yeah, a couple of – He does it all. 
gave him a couple of op- opportunities down there you know, on the goal line. Reminds me of you. Remember, me? <laughs> no, not you. Best athlete on the team, me. Right. Well, you know what? I'd like to give a praise out, a little shout out to our uh, Steve O, who got to be in the Hall of Fame for his college because mm-hmm. of his baseball play. God bless, dude. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate yeah, that. that. That is cool. Induction next April. Pretty excited about it. Yeah, you want us to be there? Yeah, maybe we'll do a podcast from up there. 25 years later, my stats finally play, huh? Uh, That's good. Go. It doesn't matter. That, that was great <laughs> to hear that. You let us know about that, so congrats. Uh, no, you remember Shula yeah. of uh, Miami? I do. Uh, he used to play every position too, man. There was a there, there was a uh, there was a wide out. He was a wide out. He did everything. His name, I think, his name was Shula. As his well. was Shula. Yeah. Okay, then I don't remember him. Okay, but maybe. I think he even QB'd there too. It wasn't the cor- it wasn't the coach Shula, but there was it wasn't Don. Don? No, it wasn't Don. There. He's I got a pretty good there. restaurant down there too. Oh yeah, I've been there. It's pretty nice. Great burgers. Yeah, Dicka's got one up in Chi Town too that I like. Uh, but in any case, uh, that's what we got. We got Jacksonville, Dallas. Well, what are you what are you thinking here? Well, what kind of score are we looking at? Uh, I am with you, and I got seventeen uh, sixteen Cowboys. You, so you're making a one point game. One point game. What's the odds on this, by the way? Uh, I believe Jacksonville's favored by three early in the week. Let me just kind of confirm that here. But um, and I know, if I'm not mistaken, it was a um, it was a 41 for the over under. So just confirming it. This little computer box here will open up for me. Well, while you're are, doing that, and these let, are let me early. See if I come, I, let me see if I get, get it this little closer here. I'm saying Jacksonville minus three at Dallas. So they're really favoring Jacksonville quite a bit. And then a 41 over under. I'm going 17-16. Take the under. Uh, take the points of your Cowboys. Home uh, dogs. What is it? Minus three Jacksonville. Jacksonville minus, is minus three. At, at our house? Yeah. At heart. So we got a That's home amazing. dog. That's amazing. That's such disrespect. So, let me well, let me ask you this. Do you do the Cowboys have home field advantage in that palace? That's you know, I think so. And you know you know what it was so cool is Houston. Our guys, our defensive linemen were waving their hands like get more more noise and the cowboy, god damn, my hair stood up on my arms. When they were doing that and the crowd responded like, yeah, we're with you. And that that's amazing. You're in Houston and you got half the crowd, more than half the crowd there standing up and going, yeah, we're, we hear you. We're going to make some noise here. I love when Deshaun John or Watson uh, tried to get calmed down. The They, they didn't they have any, any of it. it. Right. They didn't have any of it. There's one thing about us that I am so proud of. We have a fan base that's out of this world, out of this world. For anyone out there to say that we are bandwagon, you people out there, you Cowboy fans don't know shit. I'll tell you that right now. The Cowboy fans have stuck around while we were good and while we're bad, and we've still been bad, but we stuck around. You know why? Because that's our team, and we got the right to bitch. We got the right to be angry because what we used to put out there was a team that was scary, a team that ate filet mignon while the Pittsburgh Steelers ate sirloin, and we made it known that we were cat's ass. I love it. Give me your score. 
I'm going to say 17-13, and I'm going to say the Cowboys. But you know what? I don't have conviction anymore. I have to say I'll never go against my Cowboys. I'll say 17-13 Cowboys, but I'm telling you right now, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the hell to get. I don't know what 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 quarterback we have back there. Do we have Dak or we have that other guy uh, that we had back there before? What was his name? Quincy Carter? Quincy Carter. I don't know. I really don't know anymore. I don't know what we have. I know we got an offensive line that plays. And you know what, Collinsworth? Stop blowing our defensive backs like they're gods or whatever. They gave up a shitload of yards. They they gave up a lot of plays that on third down. Our, our defensive line had pressure on Watson the whole night, okay? But our d- defensive backs and our linebackers can't keep up with anyone. Uh, Jalen Smith, God bless him. He played a tough game. Boy, that uh, he chased that Deshaun and, Watson down I, 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 and put yeah. a hit on oh, him. I'll tell you what, he definitely did. And uh, Esh, you're really stepping up, kid. And I'm glad we have your. We had, we got an Esh jersey that's been signed. Vanderpump. Vanderpump. You like that name, don't you? I do love it. All right. Well, in any case, folks, uh, hope to talk to you this Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, with a big win here. Steve, you got anything planned for this game? No, don't. We got to see if it's on the the local TV here. Or I'm gonna have to find somebody with that ticket to go watch it. Right. Well, you know, I got the ticket. You could always uh, watch it at my house. It's uh, no problem at all. All right, my friends from Steve and Jono, we are out of here. Let's bring home a win this weekend, for love of God. Go boys. Tune in next week for another edition of the Cowboys Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. Subscribe to the show now at cowboyspodcast.com on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.